The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. saved us from our sins, our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ, yet anything for self we count as dross. We're pilgrims with a crown With our Bibles open today to the book of Exodus, chapter number 1, we'll begin here after a word of prayer together. Father, it is in Jesus' precious name that I come now, and I ask for the grace of our God to enable this preacher to expound the truths of thy word and bring an eternal book from the living God to men where they are as they are, for the glory of Jesus, God's dear Son. Thank you for Calvary, the blood that Christ shed, the life he gave, the price he paid for our redemption. Draw souls unto you, I pray, in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. The Exodus chapter 1 and verse 1. But glance on your page there in the Bible to Genesis chapter 50 and verse 26. So Joseph died, being an hundred and ten years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. And so the book of Genesis ends in Egypt. This is where the book of Exodus begins. And so we begin today with our second book in our Old Testament survey. In Genesis, the first book of our Bible, we saw the book of beginnings. Today, as we give an overview of Exodus, we see the book of redemption. The word Exodus means the way out. 
And this is the inspired record of how the chosen people of God, even the Jews, the descendants of Abraham, were brought out of Egypt. Look at Exodus 1, verse 1. Now these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. Every man and his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin. Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher, and all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were seventy souls, for Joseph was in Egypt already. The Hebrew family, which originated with Abraham and culminated here in Jacob and his twelve sons, is captivated in a strange land with Joseph ruling over both stranger and brother, and with no one greater in the land of Egypt save Pharaoh himself, and then only in the throne itself. We saw this at the end of the book of Genesis. Thus in Exodus, we find the Hebrew family will become the Hebrew nation in accordance with God's prophetic declaration as he spoke to Abraham in Genesis fifteen thirteen through 16, and thus it is fulfilled in Exodus 1, 1 through 7. We stopped with verse number 5 earlier, continuing in Exodus 1, verse 6. And Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful, and increased abundantly, and multiplied, and waxed exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. And thus we see a family becoming a nation. The nation would leave the land of their captivity down in Egypt with great substance at the time appointed by the Lord. Yes, God would bring them out with a mighty hand as he judged Egypt and delivered Israel. We'll find this in Exodus 12, verses 29 through 41. Thus, Exodus records the beginning of Israel's long march toward the promised land of Canaan. It should not be forgotten that while it only took God one night to get his people out of Egypt, it took 40 years to get Egypt out of God's people. Moving from the overview of Exodus in two short paragraphs, we now come to some observations in this, the second book of our Bible. It is plain to see in the book of Exodus, God is interested in making of a family into a nation and in the making of a man into a leader. From the homiletical commentary, the nation of Israel is divinely chosen to be the depository of God's will and to keep the worship of Jehovah pure amidst idolatrous peoples. Eternal truths lost to the world or buried beneath the customs of men were to be revived or illustrated by fresh facts set forth in a written law and a visible polity. These truths are most important, belong not merely to one nation, but concern the welfare of mankind. This book asserts the supremacy of Jehovah over the gods of the heathen, demands the freedom of Israel from Egyptian tyranny, and inaugurates a new era by miraculous signs and wonders. It asserts the prerogatives of God as creator of the universe arbiter of nations and redeemer of his people. 
Deliverance from Egypt is a type of moral deliverance from sin. Israel's exodus and wanderings prefigure our life and entrance into rest. In the manna and the smitten rock, we learn our moral need and are pointed to Christ, the provision for that need. These things were our examples or types, happened unto them for in samples or typically, and were written for our admonition. 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 11. In this light, we seek to expound this book. It embraces the period from the death of Joseph to the rearing of the tabernacle, chiefly comprises two parts, the historical and the legislative. End of quote. The critical chapters in Exodus include the call of Moses in chapter 3, the Passover instituted chapter 12, the Red Sea Crossing, chapters 13 and 14, the Ten Commandments, chapter 20, the Tabernacle, chapters 25, 26, and 27, the High Priestly Garments, chapter 28, the Breaking of the Law and the Golden Calf, chapter 32, Moses and the Glory of God, chapter 33, and the Erecting of the Tabernacle, chapter number 40. To read the first portion of Exodus is to see the power of Satan and God's salvation by and through the blood revealed. The Lord Jesus Christ and his mighty work of redemption by blood and by power are foreshadowed throughout the book. To see Israel brought out of Egypt through the Passover experience is to see redemption from the guilt of sins. To see Israel brought through the Red Sea on dry land and the armies of Egypt overthrown and destroyed under that same sea is to see redemption from the power of sins. The Passover is truly a picture of Christ, who is our Passover and was sacrificed for us according to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Jesus is the Lamb of God. And by his blood, we are redeemed and protected from the wrath of God against our sins and our souls. The Feast of Passover marks the greatest crisis in the history of the nation of Israel, and it typifies the greatest climax in the history of the nations of the world, even the crucifixion and the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. While the nation of Israel has not been replaced by the church, and furthermore, Israel is not even a good type of the church of God. It is, though, as a nation, Israel is a good type of the Christian and the Christian life, and we are offered pictures and principles for our lives as believers. We know this from studying Paul's writings. For example, 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. Those things which happened unto them were for our examples. And thus we can learn lessons for our Christian lives individually as we study and learn from the scriptures of Israel's life nationally. To hear the law is to come face in face with the precepts of God in Exodus. To consider the priesthood is to behold the person of God, and then to enter into the tabernacle is to be in the very presence of God. And so we've given you now the overview 
and the observations in the book of Exodus. I'll give you the outline in brief, and the Lord willing, our next time together we will begin to dive a little deeper, though not too deep, into the outline. In chapters 1 through 12, we see Israel as a people are delivered by the Lord. Here, the hand of God is prominent. In chapters 13 through 18, we see Israel as a people are directed by the Lord, and the honor of God is prominent. And then in chapters 19 through 40, we see Israel as a people are distinguished by the Lord. And here, the holiness of God is prominent among the children of Israel. Thank God for Exodus, the book of redemption. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written, God's word every word presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.